So if I go by the lessons I've learned on social media the past year, so what basically you're saying is that brand theft is good. You're okay with it. And not only are you okay with it, you encourage others to do so. Is that what I understand? That's, I think that's probably right. Nothing gets me jazzed up for episode 20 of Non-Unscripted Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Bill Petrie. With me as always for the Promo Front Podcast is the one and only doctor, the doctor of danger, let's call him today, Kirby Hossman. Kirby, how the hell are you? I'm doing all right, my friend. I'm doing all right. Uh, it's been, you know, kind of a crazy couple of weeks and it's, it's funny, you know, how we've talked about where um, we've been kind of slow in places in 2020 and then there have been times where it's been not slow and right holy cow is it ever not slow here this week which dude i I always tell people if i'm bored i'm poor so that's good and good so so that part is great how about you good things are a lot of things popping right now which is always exciting and and you know seeing a vision start to really come to fruition is also exciting so we're we're uh, getting there and you see those strides, you know, you grind, you grind, you grind. And every once in a while you get those little, little blips that make you feel like, okay, this is actually working. And so yes. that's a really, really good thing. But you know what else is a good thing, Kirby? What's that, Bill? Thank you for no much, so many knowing to pretend to ask. Um, that is our good pals over at Common Skews, you get off camera. That's right. <laughs> our good pals at Common Skew, we've talked about them ad nauseum, but not in a bad way. They're such great people and they really allow you to connect your team uh, and streamline your workflow from really anywhere. I mean, yeah. I, we say that flippantly, but honestly, it's really, really true. And there's so many great people over there who truly care about making sure your distributor business is growing. And that's all the way from the top, uh, you know, Mark and Catherine, then you have David and, and uh, Sam and, and all, Bobby and yeah, the whole team. Ashley Coletti and, and Aaron Couture, all, all of them so much, such great, great, great people there. And, and they really want to focus on making sure you're able to run your distributor business and have the tools that enable you to grow. And I know you've used them for years. Yeah. And I, I think the idea that you're talking about working from anywhere has never been more important than this year. And, um, you know, I think each now, state, state has more than been, any other time. Yeah, that's right. It, it, well, but all joking aside, one of the things that is, you know, each state's different, right? And so one of the things that's happening right now is that some states are looking at having to shut back down and, yeah. and got, you know, I hope that doesn't happen. But one of the things we have a new employee um, that started and she was like, what's our plan? I'm like, our plan is we're going to take our computers. If we need to work from home. We'll work yeah. from home. And I honestly am not that worried about it. And that's because yeah. of common skill. <laughs> yeah. That's a great thing. That's a great thing. You've got that, that, friend in your back pocket that if you have to shift where people work it doesn't it's not going to shift how they work yeah and that's a really important thing and so you know as we talk about common skew go ahead and visit them over at commonskew.com they're going to help you stay connected to your clients they're going to help you stand apart from the competition which is always a challenging thing they're going to help you close more deals to dramatically grow your sales and hey 
If you're not familiar with SKUCon, it's their event they put on every year. It's going virtual this year. It's not in person, but it is live and it is virtual. Awesome. And it's going to be with speakers like Seth Godin, Jonathan Isaacson, uh, Paul Bellantone, uh, who we might talk about here in a minute, Tim Andrews. Um, that's going to be on January the 7th. So mark your calendars right now and head over to skewcon.com, get your tickets and head over to commonskew.com to learn more about commonskew. You're not going to be sorry you did. Now, Kirby, I want to thank you for having the courage to broadcast with me today at such a, such a, let's call it a, uh, let's call it a pumpkin pie level today. Oh, all right. I'm feeling, I'm feeling a little Thanksgiving coming up. So all right. why not? Pumpkin pie with a dollop of whipped cream, not that spray crap. I'm talking cool whip. Okay, sounds good. I don't like pumpkin okay. pie and I don't like Cool Whip, so. Well. Gosh, you're so non-American. All right, so Kirby, I have the pleasure on the podcast today to bring up the first topic, which is nice. the promo up front. Do you have any idea what I might bring up? <laughs> it's a thinker. It's a real thinker. We're going to talk about our good pal, Paul Bellantone, who has announced as of yesterday, which was Wednesday, that he is stepping down as president and CEO PPAI effective uh, the end of March of 2021. So Kirby, I, I, I'm not even going to look at my notes. I wrote some things down, but what was your initial thought when you, when you saw that blurb from PPB? So uh, just in the interest of transparency for the audience, I mean, my first reaction when I got the email was to forward it to you with the, I believe what I said was, holy shit. And I believe I believe that is accurate. I, I and I think my initial reaction, if I'm just being candid, was sadness. Um, yeah, I think Paul and and people have been I think pretty gracious on social media mm -hmm. in in the correct way of yeah. talking about his steady hand of leadership on this industry. And, and I think steady hand almost is is an underhanded compliment. Like he, it's been progressive. Since I've been like in the last 10 years, since I've really kind of dipped my toe in the industry, just trying to get my, to understand it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And really since, even since I was back at Halo, I think Paul has just been such a, that I always felt good that he was at the helm. And yeah. I'm sure whoever uh, they replace him with will be good, but I'm sad and uncomfortable that he's not going to be there. Yeah, I, and, and I, I hear what you're saying. I, I was not surprised um, just because I know Paul, just like I know you know Paul. And I know he's been kind of kind of ready to take on another challenge for, for a while, just hadn't found the right time and all of that. I think what surprised me is that there was no successor announced. Um, mm -hmm. That That's the thing that kind of, that was my holy shit moment was, yeah. whoa, okay, PPAI does not know yet what they're going to do. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, by the way. I was just surprised by it. Um, and like you, I, you know, Paul has a steadying hand. He's got that very calm demeanor that makes you feel like everything's okay, mm -hmm. um, even when it may not be okay. And, and, and I think we're going to miss that. So I've got a couple of things here, a couple of little topics here. So yep. that I'd, I'd like us both to address. I have not addressed these. So okay. what do you think's next for PPAI? What do, you, what do you see as the leadership? What would you like to see in leadership for the, uh, the association? And you may not have an answer. You know, again, one of the things I like about this, uh, Bill, is that I give you my initial response, like whatever pops into my head. Yep. Um, I've not given any thought to this answer, but my answer is diversity. Okay. Like I, 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 like I would like to see um, a uh, person of color, uh, female. Yeah. I, and again, I, the, I don't know that we should pick somebody just based on that, just like yeah. we shouldn't based on that they are a white male, but... I think that it's time. 
that, yeah, that, was, that I, was my that's my first gut reaction. Yeah, my initial thought, uh, a very interesting Chris said that Kirby, very my initial was the same is that I hope we really expand the uh, the candidate pool to include mm-hmm. uh, females, to include um, uh, people of color. But I'm going to go a step further. I'd like them to extend expand the candidate pool outside of the association community and maybe into the promotional products community. Yeah, it's one like of the that. things I always felt was lacking at the highest levels of leadership of PPAI is that somebody who actually carried a bag and sold a calendar was not in those rooms in those discussions unless it was someone from the board. I never liked that. That was just, that's just my thing. So I'd like to see that. All right, Kirby. Um, all right, let's play a little Paul Bellantone rapid fire. All right. <laughs> wow. Okay, we're jumping right in. I love it. Yeah, it was fun. But okay. all right, when did you first meet Paul Bellantone? Oh man, I, uh, I I don't know the year. I know exactly where okay. I was. It was at Putin Bay. Okay. Uh, the very first OPA event that was at Putin Bay, Dana right. Zezo introduced me to Paul while we were uh, taking turns on the mechanical bull. <laughs> Okay. Now, now Dana wasn't riding the mechanical and Paul wasn't riding the mechanical bill. They were coming up, they were conspiring together to come up with reasons that they were not going to ride it. And I was going, I'll ride it again. I'll ride it again. I'm just going to let everybody process that just, just for a moment. um, As we go back to the original, uh, the one and only rapid fire. Um, I, my first met Paul in 2011, um, at a, uh, I was at Guy Brown. I just moved to Nashville. I was in the process of moving to Nashville um, I think I may have met, excuse me, met him before, but I remember meeting him there and he and I talked at a PPMS show because so I'm volunteering there mm. and he came up and, and approached me and, and talked to me. And so I'll never forget that. And I'm like, yeah. oh, who am I? I'm just some little dorky nerd. All right. Best advice he gave you. Uh, best advice he gave me. Um, you know, I, I think that I'm trying to think back to, cause he, you know, it's one of those where so many times we're talking in a public forum and I think that he has encouraged me to, I, I, I won't articulate this like he did, but just sort of to be comfortable stating my opinion and being my authentic self, yep. which authentic self seems so cliche right now, but I think yep. he encouraged me to go ahead and just say the things that whether they're unpopular or not to go ahead and say what I have to say. I remember once I was talking to him about a potential job change and a potential shift in my career. And I just, you know, he's a good friend and, and you just listened and he said, you know, trust your instincts. They're good. They're good. You did this whole section so you could do your Paul impression. I did. All right. Um, what legacy does he leave at PPAI? You know, I think the legacy in my head, and I, I think he could speak to that and his, the board could speak to it probably better than I can. But I think that the idea of raising or elevating the industry and the perspective, the, the perception of outside of the industry. Yeah. So uh, going into ad week, creating promotional products work week, uh, mm. kind of uh, the get in touch campaign, which like those sort of things would to me be a thing that I, I'm yeah. proud that the industry has elevated. And I think Paul's been a leader on that. Yeah. And the one thing I, I saw, I came up with something similar. He really has taken the lead of advocacy for our industry with lead, making sure we're in contact with our uh, lobbyists up on Capitol Hill, protecting the interests of small business. I think when I think of Paul and the legacy, I think that's definitely one of them. And he also made, he put the eye in, inter, in PPI in terms of making it really international. Mm. I'm not sure how international it was before Paul got there. All right. Yeah, I like it. If, if you could name an industry award after Paul, what would it be? The award of what? 
I, this is kind of a cop out, but it's going to be the first thing that popped in my head, but the award of, award of distinction. Okay. I, I, again, I think he's just been such a, an, an ambassador. So that's going to say the, the ambassador of the year I would put for okay. Paul Bellantone. So okay. there we go. We're, we're on the same page there. What's next for Paul? Boy, that it's funny because I haven't talked to Paul. I, I read mm-hmm. the email. Like that's really I, as, a, as a friend and as a curious yeah. just advi- thing, like I, I would love to know. Uh, yeah. You know, I think he's too young to retire. Um, I don't know, professional wine taster? Maybe. I don't know. I, I texted Paul uh, just saying, hey, I know your phone's blowing up. Just want to tell you I love you and thank you for all the things you've done. And uh, I don't know what he's going to do. Um, wouldn't surprise me if he went and headed up a different association just to oh, you know, yeah. have a different experience. Or if he just took some time off and just kind of let the world let him drift and where, where the world needs to let him drift. So it'll be interesting to watch. But he's definitely yeah. a connector of people and, and he'll continue yeah. to do that. Last one, Kirby. In ten years, when you hear the name Paul Bellantone, what will your what will the what will be the first thing that pops in your mind? The lasting memory of Paul. We're speaking of him like he's dead. He's not dead, folks. Yeah, he's not dead. No, I you know I think one of the things that pops into my head, and you just said he's a connector. Yeah. So when I wrote my sort of my first book in the industry, delivering marketing joy, I reached out to him. Nobody knew who I was. Right. And I said, Hey, I'm writing this book. I want you to write the foreword. And he you know, vetted me some, yeah. uh, but was just so gracious in saying, yeah, if you are doing something that is in favor of the industry, whatever you need me to do. You, and, and when he found out I was writing the industry, he's like, they're writing the book. He said, Ooh, you need these case studies. And you need yeah. like, all of a sudden he armed me with so much information that made the book better yeah. and then helped me promote it. Like, That's great. That is just a, uh, that's again. a great, great case study of Paul. Yeah, uh, great, and I love that story. When I, when I, in ten years, when people ask me about Paul, what I'll always remember. And Paul and I have had many discussions. I've sat on many, many uh, meeting rooms with Paul. I've been on tasks for task forces and things like that. And Paul and I have not always seen eye to eye on, on the way we think things need to go. But what I will tell people is this: a, he's he's an excellent listener. But most importantly, what Paul is so gifted at is he is so gifted at making whomever he is speaking to feel like that they are the most important mm. person in the world, that they're the most important person in the room, and that they're absolutely being heard. And I think that is such a lovely gift of a leader. And the last thing I'll say about Paul as we kind of wrap up the section, unless you want to say something else which you're more than welcome to, is one of the true signs of a leader is to know when it's time. Just because all of us think, why are you going? We need you now more than ever. We have to trust. We've trusted the leadership of Paul for, for 10 years. He's been at PPAI for 20. I think we have to trust him now that he feels it's time for another voice. And so instead of lamenting what might have been with Paul, why don't we celebrate Paul for what he's done and, and you know, fare thee well as he goes out and yeah. does whatever Paul wants to do. And so uh, I, I don't want to speak for you, but Paul, if you happen to be listening to this podcast, we both uh, uh, per, certainly appreciate, and that's the ter- a terrible word. We more than appreciate everything you've done for, for us personally. Uh, you were the first guest on, on a podcast we did. You were the only exception we've really ever made for that. <laughs> and uh, we wish you well. Cheers. Cheers. All right, Kirby. Uh, you know, it's one of those things, hopefully Paul takes these things because he's going to get a lot of these over the next uh, weeks and months. It's kind of like attending your own funeral, but in a good way, because <laughs> a lot of people are pouring out love for you. And yeah. so, no, and it, again, appropriately. So that's great. All right, Kirby, topics <sighs> me up. Okay. So it's interesting in the sense that because we talked about, um, 
different states are doing different things and there's been a climbing number of cases and yep. we're open, but we're whatever. So I had one of these moments where we were planning to have a staff meeting, an in-person staff meeting with uh -huh. my team this week. Yep. And we did. Um, everybody, literally, we had chairs that folks were laughing because I was like, in order Did to you get measure us all, it out? It, well, it was, it wasn't needed to measure it out, but it was just like, oh, you're actually going to need to sit on a different level in right. order to be far enough away. So it was just, it was good. Right. It was, and everybody wore their mask and it was, mm -hmm. it was absurd. Uh, but in the moment I was like, I don't know if we're going to be able to have a staff meeting in December. Yeah. So I like literally that morning made an impromptu judgment that I had already gotten my year end gifts for, mm -hmm. for my team. And yeah. so like my wife who doesn't work here every day came to that staff meeting and looked up and I'm all of a sudden going, Hey, we're doing gifts. And she's like, Oh, okay. We're doing that now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what's going to happen in December. Yeah. So I guess I, br I bring it up to say, I wonder if you believe mm -hmm. that I, we've talked a lot. Okay. Shipping mm -hmm. and stock and all that sort of mm -hmm. thing. But it's like, there's so many different things that I'm like, how much is that going to change when we do year-end gift giving? Because yeah. I think some folks will be doing it now, but some people are going to be like, you know what, we're just going to be in January. You know, what, what is the old saying, you know, hope for the best, prepare for the worst. And I yeah. usually think of, you know, hope for the best, but, but prepare, you know, hope for, hope, prepare for the worst, but hope for a little bit better. And that's what I'm hoping for. I think right now you prepare for the worst, right? Mm -hmm. uh, better will probably come January, February. We got some good news this week on on uh, vaccines. vaccinations and all that. Yeah. I think, I think the sooner you do things, the better. You know, yeah, it seems like it seems like it seems like a, a Pinewood Derby car. It's right at the top of the hill, and it's starting to accelerate down again. And you know, it, it's one of those things we couldn't believe it the first time this happened. Now I'm just waiting for it to happen. Sure. You know, it's just how quick, what's the velocity this time? Yeah. You know, as we record this, New York City just shut down their schools. They're not going in-person in, in uh, learning on Thursday the uh, 19th. So um, I, think, I think get as much done as you can and prepare that really maybe starting in the month of December, we're all back where we were mm -hmm. in, in for a while. And, and not that that's okay, but again, it is what it is, you know? Yeah, it's, it's funny you bring it up because we, we sort of alluded to this earlier, but it is a topic. So I brought, I brought, ended up bringing it up as a staff yeah. because my newest employee was like, what do we do? And, you know, keep in mind, she lost her job for good right. in March. You right. know, so that's, uh, so it's a fair question she was asking. Yep. But I find myself looking around and going, can't get the lighting right in here, Kirby. Sorry. No, that's fine. But I find myself looking around and going, I'm actually not that worried about it. And again, yeah. if it's, if, if I'm, I'm not in the bar business, I'm not in the restaurant business, I'm saying right. for just for us, I look around and go, we live this already. We, we should know what to do to keep business going, but we should also know, okay, this is a finite thing. I, I, I don't know. I just don't find myself freaked out by it if it's going to happen. I, the other thing really quickly is that I am seeing people look around and go, oh shit, we, we need to take this more seriously. And I'm not saying that's nationwide. I'm looking around in our area and going, okay, all of a sudden people are wearing masks at Walmart. That hasn't happened in months. <laughs> yeah. And I think maybe a lot of it has to do with we've been through it. So yeah. it's not as scary. Yeah. Maybe, you know, you've been through it and it was, it was bad. Don't get me wrong, but we all came through on the other side. 
And I, I don't know, it, it's hard. It's hard to watch again. Um, yeah. I've stopped watching the news. I, mm-hmm. I don't want to know the daily updates. Just, mm-hmm. you know, I'm waiting for the, uh, I'm waiting for our kids to be sent home. I admit Mitch right now is in quarantine because he was with a friend who tested positive over the weekend. So Mitch is upstairs in quarantine. It just, it just keeps, it's, it's just wash, rinse, repeat. And, uh, so to answer your question, you know, what do we do to prepare for a possible shutdown? Plan for it. <clears throat> do everything you can as quickly as you can. Yeah. And also understand that people are going to be very gracious this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good, yeah, good I like topic. the idea of doing it quickly. I, and yeah. that's exactly what I did. And I'm like really glad I did it. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Because it's, it's taken care of. And I've told my employees that I appreciate them. And that's yep. never a bad thing. So. All right, Kirby, we are promo heavy today, but before I get into that, I know you've got a great product. You've got the best product of the week. You've got a product that you love so much. You are just rubbing your hands like some sort of snidely whiplash, ready to uh, unleash this product on us. Kirby, what is your promotional product of the week? So I'm excited about this one because it's brand new. Um, okay. Just in the, in, I think you'll appreciate this. So I did the live uh, delivering marketing joy a couple weeks yep. ago. Yeah. And so the owner of a brand new supplier called Logo Jojo. Yeah, I'm familiar with Logo Jojo, actually. Yeah. So she was on there and was asking some questions about uh, with social media. So this is craft coffee that you can put your own full color label on. I haven't made any yet, um, but it smells very good. And so she sent me uh, some samples of it. I'm excited Mm -hmm. about it. And I thought, you know what? This is different. And it's the time of year where if you want to package something like we always love our tumblers and our drinkware, right. you want to put something together. I don't know. I thought this was really cool and something different than I hadn't done. So. Yeah, she saw a Wild Wednesday webinar I did a couple months ago and, and reached out to me and, and was very kind in her, her what yeah. she said. But that's not the point of this. And she said, let me send you some samples. And I, I said, I am not a coffee drinker. Thank you yeah. so much. That's very kind. But I don't want you to waste your money. Yeah on this, I said, but what a fantastic idea. And we talked yeah. a little bit about the packaging and all that. So that's a really cool product. Logo Jojo. Logo Jojo. I just like saying Logo yeah, Jojo. Yeah. I, and by the way, I totally agree. That's one of these, like, this is a great name. All right, Kirby, I'm going to say a name from the past that I never thought I'd hear in the world of promo again. We are very promo heavy here today on the Promo uh-huh. Front non-unscripted podcast. Lou Weisbach. Okay. Re-enters promo. Did you see this today? I saw a headline come through. And Reported. I, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Reported by our good pals over at ASI, Lou Weisbach. And if you're not familiar with Lou, Lou started Halo a million years ago. So it used to be H-A-L-O, and he was the L-O as in Lou. So it was Hal and Lou. I forget who Hal was, but... Um, uh, Halo, just to be very clear, Halo Branded Solutions is not part of this acquisition, but, but Lou Weisbach has led an investment group that is acquiring Overture Promotions, which not maybe coincidentally, maybe not, a lot of uh, people who left Halo around the bankruptcy went and started Overture. So that's okay. very interesting. So it's kind of born out of the Halo bankruptcy. And and so what they have is an aggressive stat- strategy. For, tell me if this sounds familiar. An aggressive strategy for growth, including acquisitions, expanding into new services areas, growing our distributor capacity, building out the company's total global manufacturing footprint. Wow. Yeah. They are retaining the current management team, but they're bringing several people in from the quote unquote old halo. I've got a billion thoughts on this. <laughs> I would love to hear yours. 
you know what? I'm going to give you the give you the floor, but it mainly because this was a little bit before you know that was separated from me, so I don't yeah. know Lou at all. So the floor yeah. is yours, my friend. First of all, I, I knew no Lou very very little. I, I didn't work with him very long because I, I joined Halo nine months before the bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't cause the bankruptcy, Kirby. I want to be very clear on that. You can't do that in nine months. Trust me, that oh. die. <laughs> <laughs> that die was ca- not that big of a company. That die was cast well before I got there. But um, Lou was a very nice man. Um, you know, made some questionable decisions as, as we all do from time to time. And I'm not here to rehash that. I just find it, you know, when going through the cleanup of those mistakes, and they weren't just Lou's. They were the board. It was a lot of people being part of the group that cleaned up those mistakes with Mark Simon, with Terry McGuire, with Jack Muherter, with. Uh, Debbie Muerder and um, and Pam Gray and I can name a bunch of people to see the strategy made me just like go almost like the hair on my back of my neck like are you kidding me it was the same strategy that got you in trouble the first place when you bought Starbelly um I don't know I again Lou's a very nice man I'm assuming just like all of us learns from our mistakes yeah he has a great team at Overture I know some of the people Overture and they're really good people very very smart very capable and hopefully he listens to them and, and, and this is a good investment for them. Hopefully it's great for Overture. I just, it's just a name I never thought I'd see in this industry again. I mean, he has been out of the industry since 2002. Sure. The only thing I'd say is as you read that to me, and again, I think that probably the verbiage of it might've, you know, the, the, the hair in your neck or whatever, but yeah. the, the, the description that you just gave is the strategy I think of when I think of Halo now. Yeah. No, it's not, so, it's not too different. It's just, you know, I think back then, and again, I came in at the tail end of the old Halo and there was a certain recklessness. Um, there was a certain wow. recklessness among the acquisitions and of course the dot-com era and there were dot-coms and there were dot-bombs. Yeah. And they were on the hook for a, a pretty big building in Niles, Illinois that made no sense. I mean, there's a lot of weird decisions. I am sure it's not going to be Halo hey the old halo 2.0 i have no i don't think that at all i just again and and part of it's probably uh war wounds going through all that some battle scars (laughs) ptsd i I haven't when i saw that the first thing i want to do is call terry mcguire because he and i went through just wars together you know so many battles so it'll be very interesting and and hopefully it's great for all i really hope it's great for everybody it was again more than anything it was like okay it's on. Yeah. Let's go. That's exciting. That's exciting. That is exciting. All right, Kirby, do you have another topic for us? Yeah. So it's funny. You don't drink coffee. You actually just mentioned this. Right? I don't drink coffee, Kirby. So I think that the, the Tim Hills of the world and some of those folks would be like, how in the world do you wake up? Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to, you know, I talk a lot about morning routines and, and that. So what is yours? Do you have one that kind of gets your day going? Or, um, and I know there's a little uh. bit, but I'm just kind of curious to know that. Kirby, this is a, yeah, it's very interesting. So I do have a wake up routine. Um, it's not one I love right now. Okay. And, you know, it's one of those things is it's a little bit, it's a byproduct of 2020, right? We have routines. I get very tired of my routines. So therefore I break said routine. I create another routine yeah. that I immediately get sick of. Yeah. So it's just this wash, rinse, repeat. So right now, every day I get up at 545. Okay. My house is up then. My wife is up getting ready to go to work. I get up at 545. I get dressed. I walk the dog. I train the dog. I feed the dog. And then I go work out. I do that every day, five days a week. 
and that is my routine. So mm-hmm. I'm, I try to be out the door. I, I'm up at 5.45. I try to be out the door by about 6.30, 6.45. I'm at the gym by 6.45. Mm-hmm. And don't my workout by about 7.45. That's, okay. That's my morning routine. But I don't, I, I'm also doing, so I don't eat anything in the morning. So I'm doing this thing and I've been doing it. And again, I haven't shared this, but you asked, so I will now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I've alluded to, I've made some, tried to make some health, uh, lifestyle changes and health yeah. changes. So I've been doing intermittent fasting. Okay. And so um, six days a week, I stop eating at seven o'clock at night and then I fast until noon the next day. Okay. Um, and it, I can tell a difference. It's, it's like shrunk my stomach because there are days I don't fast and I just want to eat everything. Right? <laughs> and I can't, I can't, which is good. Um, so yeah, oh, sweet, <laughs> sweet Pringles. And I will not mutter that phrase again. <laughs> What about you, Hugh? You have a morning routine. It's part of the hospital thing, right? Yeah, I do. Um, and again, I think I, my, I've talked a lot about my morning routine. It's good. Yep. I do do coffee in the morning. I do deal with the pups in the morning, and that's part that's gotten away from me. Um, and so I guess what I'll bring up is, you know, I think it's really important to make one that works for you. Like for yep. me, one of the things I've talked a lot about is that there are people who can roll out of bed, throw their tennis shoes on and go for a run or whatever. I, I can't, like, yeah. I won't continue doing that. So what I've found is if I get a couple cups of coffee, do a couple things mm-hmm. on, um, read like Seth Godin blog, then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, I'm ready to go. And so I found right. that that works for me. I read, I'm, I just finished reading a book called, um, think like a monk okay. um, by Jay Shetty. And I think this was really helpful to me. I thought it was really interesting. He articulated something that I do. And mm-hmm. when I do all these things, I actually, I'll skip them sometimes. Sure. And then I, my morning isn't as good. So he says it's about time. So not just about actual time, but yeah. the, so time stands for thankfulness, mm-hmm. insight, meditation, and exercise. I love that. Yeah. And, and it's like, if in each morning you mm-hmm. have the time to do thankfulness, insight and insights, like putting some good in your brain, yep. whether that's a podcast or a blog right. or whatever, uh, meditation and exercise. And for me, meditation is the thing I will skip sometimes. Yeah. Um, and when I do all four of those things, mm-hmm. I find it helps me. And I know you have part of the reason I brought this up, Bill, is I had a feeling you were going to say the uh, rinse and repeat thing that mm-hmm. you were talking about. I was like, I thought it might help you. Maybe. Um, and, and, and I think it obviously could help somebody listening. So, yeah, no, look, I, the morning routine, like with the dog, it is not for me. I don't, I can't, yeah, I get no pleasure from it at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I, totally do it understand the, I do it for the family. Yeah. What I look at that. So when I think of the time, when you kind of broke down the word time as the, the author did, I, the way my time works, when I leave this house until the time I get back and shower, that is my time. That's my time for the day. Uh, not not necessarily all the time, but that is my time. And I'm very, very selfish with it. I get very frustrated when I get a phone call during it extremely for you, even if it's just, well, you know, can you pick up this at the grocery store or whatever? I, I don't, that's my time. Yeah. And I drive in silence to the gym mm-hmm. and kind of just let my mind wander. Um, and I drive in silence home from the gym. Now at the gym, I, I listen to stuff. And so that, that part of my day, I love. Right now, it's the walk and the dog that just yeah. is an ass whip. <laughs> Gotta be honest with you. Yeah. Nope. Especially when right. it was 28 degrees this morning, it was, and I was wearing shorts. Understood, little, man. A little tough. All right. Do we have time for one more topic, or do we need to go? No, let's do a quick one. All right. Um, all right. Real quick. Rise of the robots, Kirby. Rise of the robots. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
um, t-shirt design. So I don't know if you saw this comedian, Jesse McLaren posted himself wearing a t-shirt he designed. Uh, he posted on Twitter. Okay. Mm -hmm. And shortly thereafter, he got ads from other online shops selling the exact same shirt using the same graphic that he was wearing. Okay. Really? So basically that he posted a tweet and it specified that something's a t-shirt design. There are bots that are picking it up and replicating it to other selling platforms. Jeez. So, and people tested it just to see if it worked. And they put like, this shirt has been copyright infringed. And 20 minutes later, it was up on social media. Same thing with Disney or Coca-Cola. And so it's called brand hijacking. Now this might be a bigger issue than we have time for, but it's a huge issue for small company and design firms. I mean, Disney has the lawyers and the firepower to go after that stuff. Possum and marketing does not. Mm -hmm. So that's like you saying, hey, look at this great shirt, you know, the, the mm -hmm. hustle shirt you have. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you see it all on the internet that other people are selling that same shirt. Yeah. How does that make you feel? What do we do about it? You know, solve I the think, problem, Kirby. Come on. I, I think that that toothpaste is out. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, so I, one of the things, and I think you'll probably expect me to say this. I think we we focus. It's so, that is so defense, right? Like keep it going offense and stop worrying about the people who are going to steal your ideas. People will, but if you continue to execute and, and like, I just, I don't spend a lot of time worrying about that. If I'm just being honest, yeah. do, do, does it sometimes burn me? And in the moment, and am I pissed? Yeah, sure. But God, like that, that feels like an ifs and buts and is, you know oh, what I mean? Like it's if ifs and buts are candy nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. Well, it's just, if, if we're constantly worried about yeah. what's, what somebody's going to steal, we're going to be miserable. The rest I don't of think life. he was worried about somebody was going to steal it. It was just like, holy crap, I just posted this shirt and now they're selling it everywhere. It's totally interesting. But you, you said, what are you going to do about it? I, my answer is I'm going to never think about it again. Okay. Well, I'm glad <laughs> I brought that topic up. So, uh, so basically, so if I go by the lessons I've learned on social media the past year, so what basically you're saying is that brand theft is good. You're okay with it. And not only are you okay with it, you encourage others to do so. Is that what I understand? That's, I think that's probably right. Okay, probably not. All right, Kirby. Uh, that was a waste of time. <laughs> no, so, it, was a, it was a really good and interesting topic. But no, I think, but, but I, re, I really do feel that way. And we've talked about this, where yeah. we, we worry so much about somebody going to steal our idea or like, dude, we got to execute our shit. I agree. But, but it's different when somebody steals your idea, which I've had done, you've had done. Sure. I could point to a dozen places right now, and so could you. It's another thing if they're stealing your ideas and making money off of your idea. Mm -hmm. That's where the that's where the thing is. But I agree with you. I, that's why you and I have never shied away from sharing ideas because people are lazy. They're not going to execute. Yeah. And if they do, let's say they do execute, they're not going to execute with the same level of passion and creativity. So you yeah. can steal the creative nugget. Good luck with it on your own. So yeah. Well, again, I, where, where it makes it scary is it's a robot because a robot will actually work. That's right. No, a robot <laughs> will work. Work for free. Yeah. All right, Kirby. It's time for the party in the back. The mullet of all podcasts, folks. Promo up front. Party in the back. Kirby, what do you got? I think we're going to run into a, a game of would you rather. Oh, boy. Am I a little nervous for this? Yes. Yeah. To be fair, I've, I've made it all questions I would be willing to answer. So they're okay. not gross. Or... So they're not my questions that I would yeah, ask you. Yeah, exactly. Got exactly. it. Okay. So are you ready? Uh, Kirby, I've never been more ready in my entire life. All right. I, I think I know the answer to this one. Would you rather lose the ability to read or lose the ability to speak? Speak. I don't Did that it. surprise you? Yeah, I don't believe that for a minute. Um, would you <laughs> Look, if I can't hear, then I can't, if I can't, 
hear, then I can't hear the sound of my own voice. Is my yeah. beautiful, beautiful dulcet gold golden throat. It I'm was joking. read or speak. Oh, read. I uh, know. I actually, actually, I would say speech because I, I I learn more from others than I do myself, and that's the truth. Okay. Would you rather be covered in fur or covered in scales? Scales first seems like a really hard thing to wear with clothes. Yeah, fair. I like this one. This, this is one that got me thinking. Okay. Would you rather be in jail for a year or okay. lose a year off your life? Oh, you lose a year off my life. My biggest fear is being in prison for a crime I didn't commit. That is my biggest irrational fear. Wow. So absolutely not. No, uh, I'll take shape. You know what? Let's do a two for one. Take two years just so I don't have to spend a year behind the crossbar Hilton. Okay. All right. I would t- totally disagree. Uh, would you rather, this is the easiest question you're going to answer all day. Ready? Would you rather be 10 minutes late or always be t- 20 minutes early? Always be 20 <laughs> minutes early because I already do that now. Yep. Would you rather have one real get out of jail free card or a key that opens any door? Ooh. Every door or any door? So I want to make sure I understand this. So a key that opens one door? Any door. I'm, I'm taking I'm, the key. I'm, I'm taking the key. Okay. Because cool. I'm assuming that opens every freaking door I want. Okay. I like it. I like it. Um, let's see. Would you rather have all traffic lights approach you approach be green mm-hmm. or never have to stand in line again? Oh, never have to stand in line again. Yeah. I, I tell my children when they get frustrated, understand that approximately uh, 18.7% of your life is some version of standing in line. Yeah, no, I'm actually, that's, this is the, that's the first one I think we've agreed on. Okay, okay. final one. Would you rather- Why would you want to be covered in, in fur? Oh, it'd be warm. That's easy. And the, the jail thing, that'd be yeah. a hell of an adventure. Uh, um, yeah, I bet it would be. <laughs> Just, I think it'd be interesting. Oh, yeah. What a vlog that would be. I bet you'd get to the bottom of that one. (laughs) Final one. Would you rather spend the rest of your life with a sailboat as your home or as an RV as your home? Ooh. I go boat. All right. Me too. I go boat. You know, it just, there's something very magical to me about like big boats that have sleeping quarters yeah. and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm going boat. I'm going all in on a DOS boat. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Cool, man. Did nice I, job. Did I, did I play the game in a manner in which I made you proud? Very proud. Fabulous. Very you know what else makes me proud, Kirby? What's that, Bill? I'd be to be associated with our good pals over at CommonSkew. That's right. They've got that great online platform that's going to allow you to run your distributor business from virtually, really, anywhere going to help you close more deals and dramatically grow your sales. They are invested in your success. If it's not, if you're not successful, they're not successful. And it's not just a, Hey, here's our product. We set it and forget it. They're constantly upgrading it, constantly making improvements. And you have access to that fabulous SKU community, the common SKU community, great group of people. So you want to learn more? You know, you do head on over to our good pals over to commonskew.com. You're not going to be sorry you did Kirby. Can I, can I just say one thing really quickly about you may. too? So really quickly, you talked about the idea that they're innovating all that stuff. I think it's worth mentioning when you reach out to their support, they actually want to help. Yeah. And that matters so much. I mean, that's, that's, that seems like that should be the way it is, but it's not with most companies. They no. really, really do want to dig in. And help. No, it's not. And I want to say this and thank you for that Kirby. That was great. 
As we approach Thanksgiving, I want to thank you, Kirby, for always having the courage to do this silly little podcast with me. And I also want to thank all of our listeners and viewers, all 12 of you. We really appreciate you and your loyalty uh, to us. And, and we hope everybody out there who's listening has a safe, wonderful, happy Thanksgiving. Take some time off, express some gratitude, deliver some joy, whether it's marketing or not, to all your friends and family. Yeah. That's right! Bye.